So how's Japan so far? Eh. Eh? That's the best we get? You're in a you're in a beautiful a whole other country across the world from us. He's, he's in another country and he spent his time watching Mission Impossible 6. Absolutely. There's no fucking way I've been knocking to see Mission Impossible when it comes out. Dude, I'm 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 so pumped. I still gotta watch five. I still haven't You still uh, haven't watched five? Damn, uh, five is well, awesome. We, we I, talked I started about, it I started I, it one night when it was on Hulu and then by the time that I went back to check it out, it was off Hulu and so I it's just it's on a, it. it's on other stuff too. Um yeah. we talked about Mission Impossible a lot last I wonder, episode. I just wanna rewatch all of them. like yeah. you did. Damn, I, I was I was it. hoping to talk about Mission Impossible this episode. <laughs> well no, we're no, gonna no. do it. I think I think I think with you with you in Japan, I think we should somewhat focused but yeah on mission impossible right yeah exactly with me and japan we should somewhat focus on mission impossible ethan hunt and the crew and how they're gonna take down the bad boys (laughs) i'm 100 on board all right well welcome back to the mission impossible cast where we like to bring you face value views on mission impossible movies anything starring tom cruise really uh i'm your host today manton i'm joined today by two boys one physically and one spiritually uh let's start with the physical boy dylan how you doing buddy that's me the physical boy i just want to correct this that uh, it is not the mission impossible podcast we're actually the horrible podcast oh sorry yeah you didn't you didn't correct you were just gonna let that go which you know we could have i guess i thought that was our new thing no we just the the changing gears Uh, the mission podcast the Uh, mission there's something possible yeah we'll we'll work on it uh but yeah i'm 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 good i'm feeling better than last time i was bummed not to be on that one but uh i got that con crud from jim crud Jen Crud, Jen Con. I forgot Jen that Con. you weren't on. It was yeah. uh, it was a lovely episode. It was great. You it was could nice. just get you sick did, more often. You guys uh, did good. I will try to do did that. Did you did you listen to it? I did, yeah. You guys oh, you guys did a lovely job. That's surprising. I'm also joined by Devin. Devin, did you listen Spiritually. to uh, to the episode? I don't listen to any episodes. Oh ever. well <laughs> fuck you. Hang up. Uh, I, I gotta correct you also though I, I don't give you uh, face value reviews on Mission Impossible only biased reviews because I'm a big <laughs> mission head film fruity Ethan Hunt freak face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, the idea of that's us true. Calling them mission heads is very funny to me. I, I said this last episode, but um, we've been—I mean, we've been talking about Mission Impossible in our our horrible uh, uh, chat way more than like anything else. I think it just keeps coming up. I think when when the new Mission Impossible comes out, every every few years, it just kind of takes precedence over everything else in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this: like, what takes more precedence? Is it uh, Fast and the no, Furious? I was ask this no, too. no, or, no, Mission uh, Impossible. Really? Okay. Yeah. What about Men in Black? What? What about what about Men in Black? What about Rush Hour? Men in Black. There's only one good good movie. There is. That, that's true. That's not a like a. Really I actually good haven't series. seen the second one. There's it's no fucking terrible. It's there's terrible. no third one. Is there not? There's a third one. And I've never bothered. One to of the see jokes it. in the second Mission Impossible is there's an alien with with balls on his chin. It's oh, Mission a, Impossible. A ball, oh, he's not, a Balchinian. Men in Black. Sorry, it's called a Balchinian. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's oh. the joke. He has balls on his chin. I mean, it sounds funny when you're telling me now. You know what? Back on it. That's not too bad of a joke. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so Devin, um, I I know you kind of said uh, eh, it's all right as far as Japan, but Meh. in all seriousness, um, how how is it? Real like, answer. All anything right. cool to uh, talk about? Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm at my host family's now in Chiba, which is a little bit outside of Tokyo. First off, I'm in my I guess my room or the, a room 
uh, where I where I oh, slept. you just live there now. Uh, pretty much. You're their son. You're their new son. I've been coming here for nine years. They're, they're my they're my mama and papa. That's what I call them. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's the same host family, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They make they make me call That's them. Cool. He makes me call them daddies. What I should say. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> maybe that doesn't have the same connotation there. I don't really know. It has nothing to do with like the, the culture or anything. He just makes me do that. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm staring at this fucking schoolgirl like outfit that's that's fucking hanging from the door and i remember last night i was sleeping and i could barely make out like what was there but it was so scary looking every time i woke up i just saw like this floating schoolgirl outfit that was so hanging do, on the wall do, do they have you put that on too well, I, call say, him call him, he, I call him <laughs> okay. daddy i need a schoolgirl thing it's just a thing we okay. do. <laughs> hey man free japan trip you do what you gotta do i understand <laughs> i mean yeah whatever they're, they're, they're putting me up for free they're feeding me it's fine. um i mean they're feeding me gruel and weird shit but whatever it's free <laughs> Uh, back to the real stories. More uh, girl, please, daddy. <laughs> I can't imagine. I'm just wondering if they can like hear me from outside the door. Right <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stories. I mean, I've been I've been working the same camp program, but uh, I forced my my Japanese director colleague to watch Never Ray the Curse with me, which yeah, is awesome. You were us oh, that. nice. And uh, that was really interesting because he was like reacting a lot differently than I was because I think because the movie's so fucking grounded and so real yeah. even even the Japanese people that I could tell he was a lot more put off than I was from it like he was reacting like audibly and, and like viscerally like to like, like just scared scared of it or like just scared of it like, but uh, also put off like 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 some of the some of the more grounded things like the for example like the clapping ceremony the clap once and bow four times and clap yeah. again is is very different it's not a real thing and it's in and, and he he was clearly like thrown off and, and like kind of disturbed by that because that's like a very um i don't know it's a very normal thing to clap twice bow twice and then clap twice again i believe is the normal way so things like that, like cultural things that were, that would like, like violating a norm. Yeah, exactly. It would, it would, he would like kind of grunt or, or freak out or something. It was huh. Very bizarre. But he loved that, and uh, we 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 drank a shit ton and talked about like yokai and ghost stories, and we oh, found out yeah, yeah that we found out the the hotel I was in called Ashiwada was he was looking it up and he he told me that it had a haunting story and that one of the rooms a lady had hung herself in, and um. It was like one of the corner rooms, and we were in a corner room, so that was really interesting. <laughs> it freaked us out, um, and we were just like we were at, at the, like the base of Mount Fuji, so obviously there's a million fucking ghost stories around there. You know, Al- yeah. Aokigahara, the suicide forest, is right around there. And did you go this year, or you'd, you'd gone previously? I'd year, gone there before. I didn't go this year, but I, I was telling him about it, and he didn't know about it, and I was like, "What?" So really, yeah, oh, interesting. I, I made him watch the the, the twenty minute Vice documentary about it. Which is kind of fucked up that I did, but you know yeah, that documentary is dark as fuck. Yeah, that's me. That's what I do, and that obviously freaked him out. And uh, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't know about your own culture. Let me educate you. <laughs> so you mean you didn't, you didn't go on YouTube and show him the Logan Paul video instead? Oh right? god. <laughs> well, I, I did. I showed him a Logan Paul video, but it was more of a fun video. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> God, but yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck Logan Paul, by the way. Yeah, 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 he's such a piece of shit, and I fucking hate him. Uh, anyway, moving on. And he's, if he wants to come on this fucking episode or this podcast and, and have a little interview, a little debate, bring it on, Logan. <laughs> debate. I, me. I think I think we would all just go fuck you and then hang up, and that would be, <laughs> be like, Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm also, down. 
<laughs> I'm down for having him on the cast just so we can yell fuck you at him. <laughs> yeah, and then we could say, uh, could you also put your b- brother on for a second, please? And then we could say, <laughs> oh, fuck, <so> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the end of the, the review. But yeah, I, I'm going back to work. I'm actually off for seven days now. I got fucking a week. Oh, nice. Damn, nice. Seven days. Uh, you've, been, you've been going pretty nonstop since you've been there, though, right? God, yeah. It's fucking exhausting. So one of our camps got canceled because the heat wave over here is so bad. Jeez. Like the, it's yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I've been hearing about that just from people in general. It's like kind of a thing people are talking about here. Fucking yeah, summers yeah. are always hot there, so it's even hotter than usual. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like record, uh, record hot. Christ. And, and yeah, I've been getting like emails from my grandma just like, are you dead yet? And just like, no, <laughs> I'm good. Not yet, Gra- Got to keep waiting, Granny. Wish I could tell you yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's all good here, well, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, to come cool. back and talk about some Japanese horror movies. In fact, yeah, yeah. Year three. One, one thing I miss, like, I just miss consistency when I'm here, like shit that I do back normally at home. So whether it's watching, like... Cranking it. Yeah, first off, cranking it. It's really... To, it's hard to come by, if you will, uh, when, when I'm here. But... um. Yeah, just whether it's like something stupid, like watching Seinfeld reruns, I I, I realize, holy shit, I, that's something I do on a pretty normal like basis, yeah. and I miss stupid things like mm-hmm. that. One thing I obviously miss when I'm here is I start craving like watching like an old horror movie, like an '80s horror movie or something. Yeah, because I just I don't do it here. So being able to like set aside time to watch three horror movies this past week was really fucking nice. It's good to have you back. Good, we yeah. we missed you, man. It's been a while. I miss yeah, you guys. So, uh, obviously, this is the Japanese episode. We're gonna do. Three Japanese films. We're gonna do Kanton, Suicide Club. I almost said Squad. I keep doing it. It's gonna be <laughs> tough for me not to say Suicide Squad. And uh, don't look up. Those are our three films. And also, of course, as always, you can find us on horriblepodcast.com. You can email us at uh, horriblepodcast at gmail.com. And we've got a Discord and all all kinds of stuff. Um, there, we got an email this week that I didn't want to quite read the entire thing, but I just wanted to kind of give us a little preview. Well, little, little I want taste. I wanted to touch on it just because I think it's a it's an important topic. I want to touch on it. Yeah, it, it's from Jade. <laughs> I, I I don't know how much of this he want he uh wants me to read on the cast. Just, so I'm I just think read it, part it'd of be it. safe to just read the greeting and that's it. Uh, well, it says it says, "Hey, dudes." Okay, that's, that's good. Hey. <laughs> uh, but it also says, uh, basically, uh, he's got a situation with his job, and unfortunately, I can't contribute to your Patreon until I get a steady cash flow oh, dude, back. No worries. I wanted to offer my explanation, as your cast is small, and I know that every bit of lost income can hurt. It's because of this reason I wanted to wait until the very last minute to retract my contributions. So basically, he wrote us a really nice email Aww. about that stuff. I just want to point out, like anybody that has a situation like that we or has totally thoughts like that, understand. please, yes. please, like do what you got to do. Eat your food, live your fucking life. Yeah, we are, Our, we are like bottom tier of what you should yeah, be supporting. Yeah. Um, and and anything like that, we totally understand. All, all all contributions are greatly appreciated, and and really like. Ultimately, our goal with this is kind of to to break even, and we we go past breaking even, right. which is wonderful. But if you cannot support it monetarily, please just listen to the episodes and enjoy it. For like, sure, don't yeah. feel bad at all. We're, we're putting this out for free too. Like I, there are a million podcasts that I love and can't you know support. Like there's a couple yeah. that I do. I totally get that you you can't swing that, and like you're still a member of the horrible family and community. Like no question. Like you're, you're yep. You can you can get in on that Discord. That's free, right? You don't even have to be no uh, have a to patron for that. So get, get, in, get in that shit and uh, and talk to us. Uh, love you, buddy. Yep, that's all I, I wanted to get on. Was that, that person uh, I imagine was was anonymous essentially? No, it was, it was Jade. It was Jade, yeah. uh, someone that's been part of the cast for a long yeah. time. So I, I just wanted to touch on that because you know I, if if there's anybody else in that situation, please just do what you got to do. Like we 
definitely you, appreciate you ain't gotta explain shit to nobody yeah, you don't have to feel bad about it in any way so thank you for the email and uh the sentiments and yeah i hope i hope things get better for you but uh things are about to get way better for you because we're going to review some films for you we know you're asking for this we're gonna we're gonna review some fruvies so i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with don't look up and Devin, i want you to tell us about don't look up absolutely don't look how many fucking horror movies just tell you to not do things they're all like (laughs) just don't do this shit Uh, we did an entire don't episode very early we did it and that didn't even that's like the tip of the iceberg of don't movies wasn't wasn't one of the uh trailers for that just like don't. No, that's the from uh, Grindhouse. It's oh, the one okay. that Edgar Wright did. The movie called Don't. Oh, okay. Why well, someone, I mean, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're talking about. But yeah, why won't someone make a movie called like Do? Like Do treat yourself to a <laughs> <Do> nice. <laughs> treat yourself. To I a don't nice think that dinner. would be a horror movie though. That's the problem. <laughs> Do treat yourself to a nice dinner. A horror movie. <laughs> okay. Don't look up. Uh, don't look up is by I believe his name is Hideo Nakata, which is the director of Ringu. Um, yep. Nice, and it's his first, uh, maybe not his first movie. It might be, but it's it's, it's first pri- major release. It looked like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's prior to Ringer. Ringer was ninety eight. This is nineteen ninety six, and mm-hmm. movies from um, low budget horror movies from Japan in the mid nineties look like they're made in the fucking seventies, and I love it. Um, <laughs> they really they do. do, yeah, yeah, and, and they feel like it. This feels like an eighties movie almost. Uh, parts of it, and and I fucking love yeah. it for that. So anyway, very simple. One thing I appreciate about Don't Look Up is. Uh, maybe maybe this is something that happens after like the '90s, but it's it, it makes sense. It's not fucking insane, convoluted. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? To who, a point. Yeah. Who are all these characters? Like, uh, of course, uh, Cabin in the Woods makes fun of J horror, where like the the character turns into a frog at the end, or like, <laughs> and they all like celebrate. Like, it, it doesn't have those it, weird. It is stigmas. always the endings. Yeah. 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 This movie was very grounded in. in, in just made sense, and I really appreciated that, that it wasn't convoluted. So that it, it, the the premise is simple. It's actually about somebody making a movie or a fruvy, if you will. Um, I will. And, and basically, you have a director uh, filming an old war movie. I think from like World War II time, or maybe even before mm-hmm. that. But it's it's an older movie. Um, and he has a, a veteran actress who he kind of has a crush on, and there's this kind of new budding actress who can kind of be a snotty girl and. And it's kind of just just new to the whole thing, and, and uh, the, the the veteran actress has kind of taken her under her, uh, her wing. Uh, and as he's filming, he sees like weird double exposure type things, or what looks to us as viewers like fucking Japanese ghost or yude. Um And he thinks it's just a film issue, but he these double exposure moments are like oddly familiar to him and he's trying to put his finger on what he might have seen it from whether it's an older movie or something from his past and then those kind of these these kind of moments um uh, they kind of tie into something that happens later on in the movie there's a kind of a connection there uh as 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 these ghosts kind of become more present if something major happens to one of the characters kind of midway through the movie that I don't want to really spoil right at the second uh, and, and he's trying to find a connection between that and and what he's seeing. Yep, that's basically don't look up. You said that this uh, makes a lot of sense into a point. I think it does, but as I think we'll get into later uh, with the review, it starts to lose some of that and and make makes kind of a, a consistent theme for this episode where I I end most of these movies going huh uh, and uh, but this one starts off really legible and understandable yeah. and has like a, the the setup of a haunted movie. I'm super fucking into the idea of like haunted yeah. art or haunted, yeah, haunted yeah. Like, pieces of you know inanimate objects are super intriguing i think, to I think me. it's very relatable because it's like you know they they specifically mentioned this feeling of 
he's, he's talking to one of his friends about what he felt while watching this sort of yeah, I love this. lost footage that, you know, got mixed into their footage. Basically, they kind of imply that what might have happened is they got a film reel that was already used and they had been used to shoot something else. And it, he, he talks about this idea that you see something as a kid and you only remember bits and yeah. pieces of it. And that can sort of leave an impact on you for the rest of your life in a way that maybe something that you've seen the entirety of can't and it sort of scratches at you you want to know what happened mm-hmm. in that in that movie or that tv show and or whatever it was i think we've all talked about it at various points like we have things yeah. like that that we kind of vaguely remember that leads to like a, a really kind of interesting type of horror this kind of like just like wrestling with not knowing like something but barely knowing a little piece of it that yeah. can kind of like eat away at your mind uh that like i i think about i don't know if this is like a, a deep cut here but the uh there's like a creepy pasta, famous one of like mm-hmm. Candle Cove or whatever, like a, uh, a a show that existed, maybe that people very like, remember vaguely parts of. Interesting. And that actually, you know, well, there's even thing. there's even the one, the the Pokemon one where it's like a guy goes yeah. and, and buys like a Pokemon cartridge and plays it. And it's really weird and off. And I mean, it's one of it's one of those things. It's like it sounds silly, but when you sort of apply it to something that a haunted object that you yeah. that you have your own that sort you of nostalgia, nostalgia for, yeah. it's easy to sort of warp that in your brain. Um, something else I really liked about this was, you know, we've seen so many um, of these movies that are like about making films, um, and something about this one I think uh, was just kind of that that extra touch further that I, that I think seeing the process of of him making this film felt really cool. Uh, I, I started to wonder about. You know how hard it must be to sort of like it was this like sort of inception thing in my head where I'm thinking like, OK, you got they're filming these cameras and they've also got the cameras behind yeah. the cameras. And how do you work out the lighting on something like right, that? Because the whole thing know? is set on like a film set. So like, yeah. how do you light and set a film set? I, it's just an interesting thing to think about if you're you're into that stuff. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think it's done pretty competently and well done. Oh yeah, and, which Definitely. which kind of leads me into my my next thought and 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 point in how lost and forgotten this movie really is. Like, who would have even fucking never heard, heard, of, never it, heard yeah. of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and the only way I heard of it, uh, I want to say two years ago, maybe three years ago, is I was kind of going down that IMDb rabbit hole and I was searching through all my favorite J horrors and seeing the directors and what movies they made before that. And I just saw mm-hmm. don't look up on the IMDb of Hideo Nakata. And I, I, I searched around and saw this movie to the viewers out there. It's on YouTube. It's like in good quality. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, the subtitles are quality too. Um, uh, and I was pretty, pretty fucking impressed. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of my review, but I, this, it's kind of sadly forgotten. I think this movie is, is a really, really solid J horror. I, I don't know what you guys feel. About I think, that. I think in a way, this is almost kind of cool that it's slightly forgotten mm-hmm. because I think this movie could easily become what this movie is about. I think this could easily right. be yeah. someone's Plays thing that the same theme that, that, that they saw about. and they don't really remember. And I, and I think that's all pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like, especially this is from, you know, like Devin said, like mid nineties, which yeah. it's interesting to see a mid nineties movie from Japan because we tend to like all the, the big J horror surge yeah. was like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one definitely feels like of a different time than other ones. Uh, there is something of that though, that I think kind of shoots this in the foot a little bit in that it's not, it's in between something like uh, uh, the J-Horror like from the 70s or 80s, like Haosu that we've seen or like Sweet Home yeah. and in between something like, you know, Ringu even a couple of years later. This one feels kind of split between both in a weird way that I feel like the horror sometimes doesn't work because of 
like the way that this is shot and because of some of the 90s isms of it mm-hmm. the the music especially while really good for the movie comes in and cuts it really weird times that kind of like I, I think kind of neuters some of the scares that like on paper should be really good in this movie yeah there are some pretty good scares though um there's there's one one of the first things we see is when he's watching this footage one of the creepiest parts yeah there's a there's a woman speaking and you can sort of see a figure behind her but you're not totally sure and eventually of course they do you know the characters notice and then we are like okay we're not going crazy there is there is a figure and then we see her sort of appear multiple times later and i think that like this whole idea of that he finds this cursed footage and stuff, a lot of this really does feel like a prototype of Ringu. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and especially yeah. like the way that, uh, you know, he the way that the, the the found footage is shot and then also the whole like mystery elements to it, I think feels kind of similar. Yeah, to, like what's the drive of this I, ghost? I love, love, love the way that the these like uh, Japanese horror films in this type of genre do this where they have this like mystery hook and it always gets me hooked it's there's always yeah. like something like you know he's he's like calling his mom to try to figure out when he saw this this tape and like he's beating people in his the, life that might remember the it. investigation part of a lot yeah. of these is what is really cool like the investigation yeah. in ringu the investigation in even juan where it's like fruitless and leading nowhere yeah. is is really intriguing like you just you want to know about this noroi being a great example right they're trying oh, to yeah, figure yeah. out the curse figure out the parameters of it and this one i think does a great job of that because a lot of the investigation is them like you know like going back through old films and like holding up negatives and everything trying to see these little bits but to the point where you're saying that the you know ghost kind of appears in the background and is really spooky for that there are so many moments where it's like that and it's very spooky because you can just see a little portion of it but then it'll cut to just the ghost right there and if it had like a kind of a lighter hand with some of those scares i think they would have been a whole lot better i think the, I, I do think though for the most part i i think this movie takes a well i, I would say take a page out of cairo's book but it came before yes, but i, I yeah, think it does yeah. it does the cairo thing where it has you as the viewer looking at every corner of the screen sometimes sure. because there are there's some, a, there's there's a- yeah, some yeah. There's ones. a great scene where she's the actress is practicing her lines in the hallway and hears a whisper, and then just like is looking in different directions, and you're right. also looking in the opposite direction trying to see if there's a ghost. Right, and it's there's really a scene cool. where they're filming outside, and one of the characters is by the bus, and and, and you're you're constantly looking. Oh yeah, and, and that's you, really good. There's very subtle things like that. Um, I think I think. I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is I think the visceral scares in this are pretty top notch. I'm pretty impressed by this guy Hideo Nakata's ability to 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 have some actual scares in this. I think they're they're I think this really is genuinely scary. And I was pretty freaked out watching by myself. I was watching by myself in a hotel room, and and it was with headphones in, and it was pretty spooky. I I will agree with you up to a point. I think mm-hmm. a lot of these scares are really good, but overall it kind of loses its ability to scare me. And I'm still trying to place my finger on exactly why that is. I think some of it is the the time of it. Like there's a scare in it that is really laughable uh, where like there's a, a picture that moves and laughs <laughs> and the way that it's shot and like the, the sound cue of it is fucking goofy as hell. Uh, and then later on when you see more of the ghost or like you get questions about the ghost that aren't fully answered, it gets confusing to the point where it's no longer scary to me i i i interpreted that thing that scene where he sees the picture and and she starts moving and laughing i thought that was supposed to be funny i did not get that out really? of I, I don't know did you Devin? Or? no i didn't think that was supposed to be fun in fact i, I that didn't uh, bother me i thought it was just like whatever they're yeah. working with what they got i think like a, a better you know a film shot later wouldn't have been as clumsy as that, that right cut is. and you're exactly right because that is what we got yeah a couple yeah. Of years later yeah with with ringu exactly um 
but I, I do want to talk about like kind of near the ending of this. We we're talking about the mystery and leading into, you know, trying to solve this problem and everything. And a lot of Japanese movies, uh, especially a lot that we've got this week are going to, you know, play in places where they don't have clear obvious answers a a place Mm -hmm. where oftentimes the the american remakes kind of fuck up is that they try to answer too much of it but i wanted maybe a little bit more answer for this one than i think we got because for me the ending of this is a bit of a whiff uh it doesn't quite lead anywhere and i was left a little wanting Uh, how did you guys feel about that uh i i guess i i wasn't super invested in the story at that point to where, and I guess maybe I was just, I'm so used to seeing other J horrors that don't wrap up at all that I was just kind of sure, expecting yeah. that to happen anyway. So what I got, I was like, all right, fine, whatever. But yeah, it certainly didn't have like a very, it wasn't wrapped up nice with a, you know, yeah, I, I just have big questions. Like, I don't want to, you know, spoil too much here, but like, there's a big uh, thing about this director and like his childhood or whatever, somehow being connected to this bit, never really yeah, get that right, connected right. in I, any way that makes sense. This, and this one mostly the, the ending mostly worked for me. I, I think that it was just, I think it was just enough, just, just enough. I mean, barely though. It was right, scraping right. by on how much we're given. I, I think there's enough <clears> there that I feel like I can make, a an educated guess and i feel like that's sort of what was desired by the filmmakers i think that you know it's tough to do an open-ended ending because on one hand those can be the most rewarding by far yeah um i think we would probably all agree that some of our favorite movies have uh an ending that that sort of leaves you thinking about it afterwards I think it's it's sort of a dangerous thing to do, but I think that this one mostly mostly yeah. mostly hits hits the mark. I think that it is a, just a tiny smidge. I would have liked just a tiny tiny bit uh, of a nudge in one direction mm-hmm. or another, but uh, you know that's hard to sort of explain without spoiling it. But you know it, it didn't bug me. I, I needed guess. To, cl- to clarify like one or two things a little bit more. Yeah, I, it it does wrap up quickly. I mean, it's somewhat of a, a short movie. I think it was like an hour and twenty or something like that. It's like that. an hour and thirty or something. Yeah, it's yeah, not, it's not that long. Okay, yeah. Uh and, and that's the thing, is that like for the most part it moves pretty quickly yeah. and it's not you know, it, it doesn't feel like a waste of time, I should say. Yep. I guess uh I guess that'll be our wrap up then. Devin, do you want to give your final thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. This movie when I found it a few years ago, I was pretty shocked and, and, and excited to have found it because Every now and then I give up in life because I, I realize I've seen every horror, or I think <laughs> Same, to myself, dude. I've Same. seen every horror movie ever, and there's no way I'm going to find anything uh, from the past unless I have to wait and look to the future to find new horror movies. And then I'll find something like Don't Look Up. So I saw Don't Look Up a few years ago for the first time, and I immediately posted it on my Facebook because I wanted other people to see it. And it's like, it's, it just feels like a nice little secret that, that we, that we have now. Like it seems yeah. like it's, uh, it's like our thing because I really don't think many people, I would I would say outside of Japan, but I don't think many people in general have seen this movie. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe in the '90s when it came out, a few people went around and saw it. But since then, I guarantee I, I I guarantee nobody I know in Japan knows what Don't Look Up is. So it's kind of a cool little thing in that regard. It's not a good thing for the movie because obviously directors want their movies to have exposure. But this this I guess to to put it simply, this would go on the same list of things like Soul Survivor for me and and um yeah, and the canal yeah. and uh, evil dead trap movies that I think are just full on like beautiful hidden forgotten gems and and for for no you know good reason who knows why these movies aren't um getting more exposure, but this movie I think is from beginning to end it's nothing 
profound necessarily, but it's just a very, very solid J-horror. And there's a very, there's a short list of, of solid J-horrors. I mean, it's like the cream rises to the top and then there's a shit ton of bullshit. Yeah, there is a lot of crap. It's just a lot of crap. And, um, this movie, I think, makes the cut of a really solid J-horror. And for me, it's, it's probably in my top five or ten J-horrors. Um, so I, I wow. just, I give, I give it a strong gem. Again, it's nothing profound. It, it does have some issues, but, you don't see a lot of mid '90s or '80s horror movies out of Japan, so when you get a chance to see one, <laughs> check it out, um, because the the, the J horror we know today doesn't really hit its stride until the late '90s and 2000s, like Dylan said. So anything before that is just it's just fascinating to see like an '80s or '90s horror movie from Japan, which is why I love Evil Dead Trap, and which is why I really like this one. I'd give it a solid recommendation and a gem. Nice. Uh, yeah, I actually really agree. I think that like for, there's something special about, you know, in the same way that as far as like American cinema, there's something special about 80s horror. Um, there's also something entirely different but equally special about Japanese horror uh, yeah. from that era. It has a certain feel to it, um, especially a lot of these 90s ones. I've been really, really digging these. Um, I think the Sweet Home 90s as well. Sweet Home was like 80. Late 80s. Or something. Yeah. 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 Some you know stuff in Sweet that. Sweet really good. Stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I there is something um, really wonderful about uncovering uh, uh, these these J horrors that are uh, do, doing things that I wouldn't have uh, imagined and the stuff that wasn't part of the big wave. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and it's cool because I feel like it's one of our last few treasure troves that we could still unearth uh, <laughs> hidden gems out of. Right. Right. Um. So yeah, don't look up it was a, a pleasant surprise. Um. I watched it after suicide club um and uh I, I i appreciate that it's like tonally it's you know taking itself mostly yeah. pretty seriously it's it's not like you know overly goofy it's, it's no howsu it's no howsu and I, and i do love that stuff but i do appreciate when we get a sort of cuz that's the thing is that even the most like sober takes on horror from japan are so different and and, and than what we're kind of used to here um don't look up is a very solid uh entry in you know this this era of of horror from japan so i i recommend it. it's a gem for me dylan what do you think yeah i i liked it a lot uh i don't think i'm quite as on board as as both of you guys seem to be and i'm not really sure why that is because this is a good movie and it is really cool to see like what basically feels like an early draft for something like ringu like this is yeah it does yeah you know only two years beforehand, but is is working in some some territory that's familiar, but also equally a lot of territory that's not. This is doing some interesting things that I didn't expect. It it, it works on the whole like haunted object, haunted art thing that I mm-hmm. just fucking love. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's enough like leftover questions that I had that yeah. I feel like could have been clarified that would have tightened this up and made this a more memorable movie. And unfortunately, like even though this is only a couple days out, I'm forgetting bits and pieces of it. It's all kind of drifting away from me, which maybe works better given what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if that makes it a great, super memorable one. I don't know if I ever put it in my top 10, uh, top five. That said, it's a it's a fun watch. It's a pretty quick watch and it's a good movie. Uh, so I'd give it a gem. Uh, it's just I'd 
don't think one of the best J horrors uh, out there. It's free. Yeah. On YouTube. It also, is free. It's on YouTube. Yeah. This, uh, With the, good, good subtitles, which is really rare yeah, for a YouTube. The subtitles are really solid. And uh, all these movies have really great songs in them. And I really hope that we can yeah. squeeze yes, in. Yes, they do. We're, we are spoiled for music choices yeah. this week. The ending credits to this one is so 90s, 80s synthy. Like, again, yeah. like Japan's like a decade behind in movies when it comes to that kind of shit. So the 90s movies has the 80s synth that hits. So they really are. It's super well, weird. It's yeah. interesting because I, I, I feel like the, this, uh, the synth in this is like honestly more 90s it's got that like industrial feel to well, it, whereas, it whatever it is it's fucking fantastic i love it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it well it's just I, I thought it was really interesting that it was so um it's almost like this like nine inch nails sort of like industrial mm, sort of feel to I it see. i really really liked the music it's in this weird that it fits but it does i, I thought it did yeah. yeah um so yeah that's don't look up uh three gems from us um just a, a slight detour i was looking online and you guys know the movie The Meg? Um, yes. It's like oh, about a giant big shark. shark. Jason Meg Statham, Legum, the two yeah. things that I want. One, one, I saw the trailer for that for the first time when I went to go see Jurassic World, and I just was laughing a lot. It and, looks pretty uh, bad. It looks pretty bad. I think it is pretty bad. It looks bad. pretty fun bad, though. It I does kind of. I'm, I'm really over these Sharknados, and I'm over these fucking you know, It looks, no, 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 it looks no, no, a no, step no. above Sharknado. It, this, the Meg, I'm pretty sure, is, try, is trying to take itself seriously. I mean, if you watch Jason Statham in that, he's... He's it, taking it looks it to be seriously. like like winky series. No, no, no I, I, I already, yeah, I already, I already read Sharknado. an article like on Bloody Disgusting about how it, this movie like strikes the it, it knows when to be funny and stuff like that, which already oh. I'm not a big fan of. Like if it was dead yeah. serious, I would fucking I'd probably be into it. I also read Same, an article yeah. that Jason Statham was really pissed off because he was expecting a lot more gore in it. Apparently, apparently, oh, really? Jason Statham Weird, himself nothing. was upset because he thought it was going to be super gory <laughs> and ridiculous, and that um, that could be. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, the shark's big enough that it's not really biting anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Really How could there, there can't be any gore? I mean, it's yeah. going to just be digested. I don't know. The The reason I brought it up, though, is that apparently it's doing, like, insanely well in theaters, it's, which is weird. I think part of it is because it looks like it has, like, two bankable Chinese stars in it, which is, like, the new thing they're oh, doing wow. to, like, make sure shit sells well, really well overseas. That, that that could very well be true, but I'm just talking about oh, here in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, that is surprising. Yeah. Well, oh, well, maybe because it's one of the only movies that works with MoviePass right now. But it doesn't. I, not I on try. mine, but it does on yeah. some people's, apparently. Yeah. Slenderman yeah. and Meg are apparently... Oh, God, I can't wait to see Slenderman. That is like I a suck. fucking... That is so funny. The MoviePass guy's like, guys, guys, calm down. Don't be panic. Oh, don't worry. You can see three movies a month as long as it's Slenderman and the Meg once. And then another one. We haven't decided what the third one is yet. God, they're shitting It's going to be a fucking skyscraper with the rock dwayne the rock johnson dude i almost watched that the day before <laughs> movie pass started shitting the bed really? that i didn't yeah the trailer's so um, ridiculous but the concept it's just called yeah. skyscraper the concept's just fucking the rock climbing a skyscraper. it's just, it's just, it's die, just hard. die hard with the rock yeah. which okay yeah i've heard that's pretty bad though actually uh, i'm not expecting good yeah oh, it looks stupid i, I do want to see slender man i won't lie i'm sure it's Boy, hot the, trash. the fucking preview for slender man i haven't seen it dog shit i haven't seen the trailer we're gonna have to do the man episode um, do slender man Bye bye man and the boogeyman, dude. Oh, you know I'm. We, we've seeing, already done one man. Bye bye man so. is legitimately the hardest I've ever laughed at a trailer in the theaters. I could oh, you not stop laughing. I've, I've seen the movie. It's really fucking bad. I promise that uh, you will at least have some laughs. Um. Anyways, we're gonna talk about another film. We're gonna talk about Suicide Club. Full of laughs. Suicide Club. <laughs> I can't actually. Even, can't even kind speak. of. Kinda. Uh, Suicide Club uh, from Sion Sono, uh, who is of course known for films that we've reviewed in the past, such as Why Don't You Play in Hell? Quickly and becoming one of my favorite Japanese directors. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Vampire Hotel, which is kind of a TV show also. Apparently. Uh, anyways, we saw it as a movie, but yes. We saw it, it as a movie. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. But 
Suicide Club, you want to tell us about that, Dylan? Yeah, Suicide Club is from 2001. Uh, Sion Sono uh, directing, you know, in the way that he does a very thoughtful, meditative approach toward a topic. <laughs> a sensitive topic. He yeah. doesn't really do that. Suicide Club is about, uh, well, starts with uh, about like 54 Japanese schoolgirls who all hold hands and jump off of a train track in front of a train uh, and kill themselves uh, in what seems to be some sort of pact. There's also a detective trying to get to the bottom of this rash of suicides going around as more and more people are added. And there seems to be a mysterious website coming up with dots on it that correspond to the numbers of victims and may actually be predicting uh, the people who show up. Meanwhile, there's also a wheel of human skin skin wheel uh, that shows up skin wheel uh, that shows up uh, to the detectives uh, and somehow is related to this as well. Meanwhile, there's also some weird shit happening at a bowling alley, and then the movie is just about a bunch of other things as well. Yeah. Uh, but the whole time, people are committing suicide left, right, and center, uh, be, uh, and and there's there's also pop songs. Uh, it's Sion Sono. It's fucking bananas batshit, uh, and is totally uh, all over the place. Uh, yeah, that's that's what you we guys got ever here. noticed that like any movie that comes out in like the early and mid 2000s, they always have to emphasize the fact that internet exists. <laughs> yeah, well, I love yeah. I love seeing all the like fucking body blue IMAX and everything. That oh, I love it now. It, yeah, at the time it was one of those things that was like, all right, okay, but now it, it's it's great to go back and yeah. watch these because you get to see the internet and it's like innocent quote-unquote days well, like, also, i feel like maybe the internet has something to do with what it, this movie's it, trying to say but who fucking maybe, knows? knows but it's like it, it's not even like a, a plot point in movies but it, any movie in the 2000s like the dad will be like well i hope they have wireless internet at the hotel we're going <laughs> like they're just mentioning the fact that it exists for some reason well, it's also the, the era of fear.com and like right. pulse cairo like like, uh, like everything was related to oh my god your internet's trying to and kill you know you, when anyone says wise. the net then it was fucking like 20 years ago like who says yeah the net anyway yeah there's a fucking website with blue dots on uh, white dots on it (laughs) i do think it's interesting though that like most of the best things i've seen uh about sort of like the early internet and those early fears are from japan Japan, yeah uh they did they do such a good job with this sort of stuff and i one thing that i loved about this was the opening i i loved god uh, it's good as fuck the the opening is is really good even before we get to like some of the insanity that happens um the whole sequence the whole sequence like with the at the train station where we have like our camera sort of planted amongst all these people like you can feel the anxiety it's shot really gorilla and claustrophobic like it's it's handheld which is something that you don't see out of a lot of j horrors yeah. and feels like like you're you're there you're in rush hour in like a tokyo subway and you feel like something's gonna go wrong around you there's a later scene that that works with that a whole lot too again at the the subway but the way that all the scenes at the subway station are shot are like very uncomfortable uh even before anything actually happens so something that's kind of interesting about this is that if you if I didn't really, even if I did know some about Sion Sono, if you kind of told me about this movie without me knowing anything about it, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to see this. I don't yeah, know if I really want to see sound like fun. someone take this, uh, this very sensitive topic and, and do a movie like this. But there's something about Sion Sono that he he does. Uh, he, he can take things tonally and and run with them in ways that you wouldn't expect and it kind of works i think it's because of his utter commitment to every step that he takes regardless of if it pays off or not like right. he is a hundred percent on board with what he's trying to show you and commits to it so full his movies that, feel very confident yeah exactly that like whether it's a good idea or not you can't help but respect this absolute fucking madman for trying it um, and it is it is exceptionally over the top as you'd expect. Uh, it's the, such a weird mix, though. The the, the first scene uh, where all all the kids jump in front of the train is just like, 
I mean, it, it's it's ludicrous. It's like anime blood spray, yeah. you know, CGI like body blood, parts stupid. flying everywhere. Windows getting covered in blood. It, it's absurd. But it's also pitch black. It like, also takes what's it pretty happening seriously, is fucking yeah. like horrifying. Yeah. It, and it somehow works like there's a scene later on, which is probably my favorite scene in the movie where a whole group of kids are like sitting on top of a a, yeah. a, a roof or something. And they're all talking about like joking, like, ha what if we killed ourselves? Yeah. And like, they're saying it in this way that I like, I was just laughing my ass funny. off. I was like, I was like what are it's, you talking about? I, th- I think the reason that and it then works, they fucking do it and you're like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, yeah I, <laughs> it's, I think, I think it's just this, like in, in, in the, the Sion Sono verse, like this feels like believable, yeah. I guess it's like, all these kids, they're all just like, you know, joking at first and then they're all just kind of like pushing the envelope and seeing like who's going to take it, you know, one step farther. And it feels like it could be something that it's that weirdly ha- believable for something absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't either. It's Devin, you got Sion Sono, man. I mean, yeah, Sion yeah. Sono is a fucking I, I said in the, the chat, he's either like a, a fucking mastermind of, of tones or he's a fuck. He's just stupid as fucking really lucky. Yeah, because I it honestly just don't know. Works together. But at this point, I think I we've seen enough movies. Yeah. yeah, we've seen enough movies of his that we know that he knows what he's doing. And Sono is is fucking he's he's built a career on this shit, especially uh, on on opening specifically have you guys seen the opening of a movie it's it's been on some memes and shit uh where it's a bunch of girls like on a on a, on a bus ride or something like on a school trip and they're all on this bus and then like I, I forget exactly what happens but basically i think it's some kind of like force field or sharp force field thing that completely severs the entire bus in half as they're what? going through and the, and one girl had like dropped her her pencil or something and, and like bent down to get it but every other girl so was it's the opening of ghost ship something like that yeah. yeah and it's just like like 50 girls just severed completely in half and one girl like <laughs> like stands up to like after this, picking up her pen and just sees all these severed girls. Anyway, is, is, is this, this a Stone tag movie? or this is tag? Yes. Tag. Oh, okay. tag, tag just got added to Netflix. I can't wait to watch tag it. Tag is so fucking weird. Tag is actually, uh, I, I mean, I, I knew it was too good to be true, but uh, it tag is not. Sion Soto doesn't just put out masterpieces. Yeah. <laughs> tag, tag is a bizarre movie. Um, no, I, mean, I think, I think we've, sort of purposely avoided all, some of his movies yeah Coldfish seems really icky I Cold don't really want to check it out apparently it's, it's supposed it, to be his best yeah, yeah. And, and it seems like it's not going to be the same kind of tonal uh, whirlwind miserable see that's, yeah. the, that's the thing is I think that I, I don't think we'll think it's his best um, I, I think like topping um, why don't you play in hell why don't you play in hell is a goddamn masterpiece yeah I, I agree and I, I was watching I, I mentioned this but uh, we what we ended up seeing in, in the festival uh, Chicago Film Festival was a recut of Tokyo Vampire Hotel, which yeah. was apparently originally a TV show. So, the way I understand it, there's ten episodes and they're thirty minutes long. And we saw a, a three and a half hour. Well, no, it was that. two and a half two hour and a half hours. Or, yeah, yeah, it uh, was two and a half hours. So, felt you know, like three and a half I'm, hours. Yeah, I'm <laughs> interested to watch the show. I after I finished Suicide Club, I, I fired at the show and uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I I, was I, enjoying, I believe like, that it would work as a miniseries. It felt I, like I it should have been. I do too. I'd like to, like to uh, watch out. the rest of it, but uh, Suicide Club. Um, Definitely, you know, because this is one of his earlier films, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and and it, it feels it. Um, you can kind of tell that. Well, I, I do feel that it is like his choices are very confident. I don't think they don't always that, pay off. I don't think he has his voice comes through in the same way that like when we look at Tokyo Vampire Hotel and, you know, uh, tag and uh, not tag. Uh, 
Well, well, I mean, I haven't seen Tag, but from what you said about it that and is, what I've seen that is about a it, Sono joint. You like can, you can, tell. You can yeah. tell that it's him, oh, right? No, I don't know. No, no. I, I would, I would say Maybe Suicide not. Club's better at, at his to- showing his tone than Tag is. Obviously. Oh, really? Yeah. To well, me, to me, Suicide Club felt way more straightforward than Why Don't You Play in Hell? <laughs> to a and, point. Uh, and by that, I, I just mean, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't have the same. Su- uh, Suicide uh, Club feels like a spec script that any other director could have picked up right, and done something yeah. different with, but he does his thing with it and i think to start with like i think this movie is fucking great to begin with like Mm -hmm. the mystery setup early on is like really compelling that something is forcing people to commit suicide people are all obsessed with this uh song by dessert mail me yeah Uh, mail me which uh, we've got to cut in here at some point uh there's like a a pop idol group that's may be somehow connected with and there's like a lot of red herrings and enough things that you're just like man what is causing this because the actual idea is fucking horrifying the idea that like people are just compelled to commit suicide. Something that we've seen in like the happening, which is not a great movie, but like the idea behind it, very very scary. scary, And, and this one kind of operates on that scariness in a really cool way that like before you see these people commit suicide, they seem really excited about it. And that's really unsettling. Either excited Uh, about it or or full on brainwashed about it. Um, Yeah. But to to me, I think this movie has Sion Sono uh, all over it. And I I think the Mm -hmm. difference between this and Why Don't You Play in Hell is this one's just a little more raw because it's a newer, Mm -hmm. older movie, one of his first movies. And I think where I think Why Don't You Play in Hell just completely nails the tone and is his kind of masterpiece. He, He fucking like he figured it out at that point. Um, but it, this, it doesn't. This one fully doesn't fully nail the tone. Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't fully nail the tone, but it's certainly seal and sona. There's no fucking denying yeah. it, and that, that kind of goes by what I want to bring up. It's just a scene that is a really, really rough scene for certain, and, and, and maybe problematic a little bit. But the oh, bowling God, alley yeah. scene I thought was yeah. fucking seal and sono like to a T. Like as hell. The yeah. glam rock that, band yeah. for and, for yeah. better and for worse. Yeah, yeah, for better and for worse. Uh, absolutely, the, yeah. The the song there is like weirdly catchy. It's it's really strange cause I because think, they're <laughs> I think because they're dead. I I love the song there. And what, it's really what's, good. What's weird is that like I swear to God that I've I've heard it before. I think what maybe what happened is I I put this movie on and like fell asleep and I woke up during because I have this weird it, it's like a don't look up style yeah. memory of this song yeah. and that sequence. Well, you, and you used to own this movie, right? You never yeah, seen the full thing. Well, what or... happened is a, a friend of mine, a coworker of mine, uh, lent it to me and I just forgot about it i did i did watch some of it and and it's i think it's still at our old house (laughs) like just abandoned in that abandoned house but um yeah this this scene is both the The like you said like like it it probably it is kind of fucked up and 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 maybe it goes too far but at the same time it's also the the most memorable and it's effective i mean it's 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 like it's like a, a it's like a, a musical scene in this, which is not yeah. the first musical scene in this fucking movie, which is <laughs> no. weird. Uh, but like, like a kind of glam rock sort of aesthetic yeah. to it and everything. Yeah. But also what's happening, he, he commits to things. And I think what doesn't work about the scene is that it commits to like rape and animal abuse in ways that feel too cheap and shocking in, in, it, it, in a way it, it that comes that across like, Hey, wouldn't this be fucked up? But the rest of the movie weirdly isn't despite mm-hmm. being about mass suicide. Like yeah. it, it treats the rest of the movie treats like those moments of gore with enough shock and just like, Oh my God, like, there's something about them that actually is effective, like the the scene of the woman cutting her hand off. Oh my like, god! That, oh yeah, that, that shit so actually works. Up. Yeah, it's so yeah. fucking rough, and and like it works because it feels real and it feels of a place. Whereas like suddenly this is like something from Tokyo Vampire Hotel, yeah. and you're just like, oh okay. It also has the problem of 
And I, I think these guys that they introduce kind of later in the movie are a big problem in the movie because it muddles the fuck out of whatever message is happening right, here. Right, right, right. Because yeah. this movie is about like the horror of kind of losing your own agency and having to commit suicide or being driven to. And suddenly there's just like murderers in there. They don't have anything to do with it. They just show up and they're murderers. And they're not nearly as scary, like, theoretically, I I, as, as I everything else like is. I felt like they were sort of meant to be a red herring. I think you're supposed to yeah. think that, oh, they're the ones perpetrating this. But the whole fucking movie's a red herring by that point, <laughs> so who knows? I, I will say, um, there there's also like, some other things I, I found effective. I liked, there's a sequence that's, I, I, I this is this is dork of me to bring up, but it is almost ripped whole cloth out of uh, Evangelion. Um, but the sequence where she's... Uh, She's like taught, you know, she's in front of a, a a theater and there's a bunch of kids and they're asking her questions and cool clapping. Scene. Cool scene, total rip off. But I, I liked it. It worked for me. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's nonsense. Honestly, like what a lot of what they're saying there feels like they're trying to explicitly tell you the theme of the movie. Yeah. But it's so convoluted that you're just like, yeah. what? And eventually, like that, that was getting me through there. Like I was OK with this being really open ended and weird. But the latter third of this movie is a fucking mess. Like it, it, it just does not know what it wants to say. And gets so confusing that you really can't get a message out of this too much, uh, and and that's where I think it kind of falls apart. I got the message at the very end when they uh, the credits rolled and the song was "Life is good, don't kill Life yourself." Is good. Yeah, <laughs> but is that the message? Because no. I don't fucking know. There no, were a lot of other messages. That was, that was yeah, definitely Sion Sono just backpedaling at the end, being like, "You know what? I just made an entire movie of where I made suicide kind of a, a joke, so I'm gonna make sure I put this song at the end." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. weird though. It's not really a joke. Like, I know. That's what's so I, yeah. I can't it, place it, about this hard movie. To explain. And you can it be is, forgiven though. I think because we're big Sion Sono heads and respectful. We're, we're, we're Sono heads, so we know that this is kind of <laughs> serious. But I, all jokes aside, I, yeah. I could you you be forgiven if if you're not a big horror movie fan and you're kind of a casual yeah. a, a viewer of them and you saw this movie and you were just like, what the fuck? I, I could see. Yeah, uh, honestly, me- I I think that's what happened to me. I think when my coworker yeah. gave this me, it was like it was like ten years ago, and it was like. I, at the time, I didn't watch the whole movie. I th- I think I had that. I think I had that exact I, I bet, thing. I and bet. It, yeah, it's totally understandable. Ten years ago, like, I, bet I was if I watching saw this, this. Yeah, I would turn it off and be like, "This is bullshit." Like, what the fuck? I was watching this with Megan, who was like kind of half watching it, but she was just like, "What the fuck?" Through the whole thing, and I was just like laughing my ass off, and alternatively being like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was buying into the Sono, and I think you kind of have to in order yeah. to like fully get anything out of this movie, because otherwise, it's just going to be like, "What is this exploitative bullshit?" But there's a little bit more to it than first meets the eye here. And and it's it's a thing that only he can pull off. And like, even though this movie might actually be a mess and might not honestly be that good, I found it fascinating just in terms of like a study on Sion Sono. Like, who the fuck does he think he is, and how does he get away with this? <laughs> but like, it works. It somehow works for well, the most part. Uh, Dylan, you should go ahead and review it then, buddy. Yeah, this movie is bizarre. Like, I am so all over the place on this one because this movie is all over the place. It doesn't really have any main characters to speak of. It's right. kind of an ensemble, like meandering yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And there's like some super memorable and super effective moments that are both funny and also like repulsive and also like really deeply affecting. And he juggles them so well up to a point. And I think that point kind of comes about the last third of the movie where this just falls apart and I don't really know what it's trying to say, but enough of it worked for me that like, I wanted to try and figure it out. I wanted to pull this movie apart like a, a wheel of skin and try and figure out all the puzzles here. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. It was worth a watch for that reason alone. And in is a, a movie that I might honestly love, but I don't 
really know. Like, I, I, I need more time with this one. I need to, to think about it more. It's thought-provoking enough and fucking bizarre enough, though, that I think that if you're on board with Sion Sono or if you think you could oh, yeah. be, this is totally worth a watch. Uh, it's bizarre, though. Uh, it's, a, it's a gem, um, but it is one of the most qualified gems I can give. Nice. I'll take it from there. Um, yeah, the first time I watched this, something about it didn't click for me, and I think... I, I remember having just the feeling that uh, I think it was Devin was talking about where it's like I, it was just too much. I just yeah. I was like, I, I, this is not this is utter nonsense. I, I can't get anything out of this. But um, something has flipped since then. And I don't know whether it's doing the podcast or who fucking knows or age or, or I who I have no idea what it's it is. Maturity it's a maturity level. Very, once you mature I, level. I, I want I really wanted to bring up a review that I saw for this on IMDB, but I won't just in case Dylan's it gonna use it for his knows, game. Yeah. Uh there's some hilarious reviews if if you look up uh ten star reviews for this on IMDB. Uh some of the most like pretentious bullshit ever. But anyway, uh like super weeb. That's hilarious. Stuff. Um but anyways, uh, true otakus they are. So, uh, yeah, Suicide Club is an interesting movie, and I mean that in a, a good way. Um, I, I, This is certainly not for everyone. It wasn't even for me at a certain point. Um, but uh, I, I liked it. And again, this is another one where the ending is, is, is so... Like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But it does give me just enough... Um, that I can sort of mm -hmm. try and work it out, and and I did. And uh, Rachel and I both uh, spent a while sort of like talking about it and and looking it up and and seeing what people thought about it. And uh, yeah, it's it's worth watching uh, if if you're into the whole Sion Sono stuff. Uh, and and you know, it, I I don't maybe this is a good place to start for Sion Sono, or I, I'm not Who really sure. Knows, Who knows? <laughs> but either way you look at it, it's a gem for me. Devin, what do you think? Yeah, if you're a, a fellow a Sono freak like me, uh, then... I thought we were calling them Sono heads. Uh, sorry, yeah, see you on Whatever, Sono whatever heads. you're in the mood for, man. Um, it changes. No, uh, joking aside, uh, this movie, I I saw it for the first time maybe like a year ago, actually. And it'd been uh, low, low, low down on my list forever now because I, I, I get unfairly affected by like reviews and shit and i noticed this one didn't have mm -hmm. the greatest of imdb reviews and whatnot and in my head suicide nope. the, a movie called suicide club a j-horror called yeah, suicide it does club not sound is fun. a lot different than the movie that i saw like what i yeah. I, I thought probably what 99 percent of you guys listeners will think and probably what you thought dylan it was going to be a, a really dark depressing slog of a movie yeah. about suicide it's not it's so so not it's like it's it's seal stone kind of he he um uh, what am I trying to say here? He bottles up that that J poppiness that everybody everybody who like knows about like um, Japanese pop culture or like or like thinks they know about Japanese pop culture. They 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 envision like this really kooky, goofy, like uh, uh, janky, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. And, and this kind of is that that kind of um, that that mood, that theme, and it's put into a movie. That's what Seon Sono does for me, and I, that's why I can think that I think like Weaves will see this movie and be like, "Oh, this is so Japanese. You just don't get it. This is just Japanese style. It's supposed to be crazy." And 
and maybe they're they don't right. get it either. There's uh, nothing to get. Yeah, maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. I don't know. Who gives a shit? But this movie is so so Seon Sono. It's so kooky. It's so wild. But it also, like Seon Sono, it takes itself deadly serious uh, for the most part. And and that's why I think this dude. I think we've all called him a treasure from <laughs> at one yeah. point or another. Yeah. That's why this dude is a treasure. He has his own fucking brand, his own style. And this movie is vintage Seon Sono, in my opinion. It doesn't mean it's his best movie, but it's just the style of it is, is vintage Seon Sono for better or for worse. Um, it is sloppy at times. It does juggle some pretty dark shit. Uh, and you would be forgiven. This is a very difficult movie for me to recommend because I would only recommend yeah. it to people yeah. who I think are super into J-horror or knows who Seon Sono is or I would just have a good feeling that they would that they would quote unquote get it, which is so shitty to say. But because uh, who knows what there is to get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm giving it a strong gym. I put it in my top 100 last year. I noticed, uh, and then on the rewatch, I, I don't think I'm quite as high as I was. I think I'm going to slide it down a little bit or maybe take it out. But I still really like it. But I guess on the first watch, I really liked it. I must I don't know. It must have really clicked with me. Um, when I saw it, the I think if you're time. in the right mindset, it, it can hit in the same way that X Day does. Like exactly, it has a lot you know of similarities to that. It, word. We didn't even mention X Day is another Seon Sono movie. Yeah. Holy shit, this dude is fucking a maniac. Well, that was, that was our introduction to him. Yeah. 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 Oh shit, I didn't realize dude, yeah. that. That makes that makes sense. And X Day is is pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah X Day is the same thing. And it's the same fucking. X Day's in my top hundred. I fucking shit. love that. Hey yeah, hey yeah. Crazy. Holy shit, I didn't even. Wow. It's well, it's got the same thing where it's just like a kind of ludicrous concept and then like some pitch black shit. It also throwing it. It's my pretty mind. spooky okay. too, and it's also yeah. out there funny. We gotta rewatch that fucking yeah. head. Anyway, yeah, so no, yeah. I'm gonna end with uh, he's a treasure. I'm telling you, this guy's a fucking yep. treasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I highly recommend Suicide Club with all the crazy caveats that you just heard. Yeah, yeah. it's a gem. I mean, it's a strong right. gem. Yeah, that's uh, three gems for Suicide Club. So we do have one more film, and that movie is Kantan. Uh, or Kantan, or Kantan Jushin Densetsu. It's not a, is it a Japanese word. It's not. A, it doesn't. I don't know what. I, I don't dude, I don't know is. what the fuck Kantan is. Well, after they, watching they, this. they showed it in the the actual yeah. title. It's got you a know, thing style title bump. But like, it's, it's uh, more, like, more like the thing. If it was, style. That's what I, the if it was thing, Japanese, yeah. the oh, okay, romance would be things. spelled with like a K. It'd be Kantan or whatever. So Kantan just doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Like this, I, I think it's made up. It's impossible to find fucking anything about this movie. Yeah, regardless. it is. So maybe we'll talk about that. But first, I'm going to give you the synopsis. Uh, so Kantan is about a guy named Go. Uh, Go Goku. Has, <laughs> no. Uh, they you, call him Goku a lot, and it's very confusing. It, I was like, is oh, it, I Goku? That. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, Go is a... A uh, college student who has kind of uh, a troubled life. He's not doing well in school. He recently, I guess, wrecked his car into a, a Yakuza member. Yes. So now he kind of <laughs> owes he owes them money. His life fucking sucks. His, his girlfriend doesn't like him very much. And honestly, he doesn't seem like a great guy either. Plus he has some really spooky bad dreams. So that's that's the thing. That's kind of the gist of the entire movie. Uh, he's having these horrible nightmares about these strange creatures sort of chasing him and. It, it seems to be that these dreams are affecting his life. Um, he, he's he's not he's not doing well, and uh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the the dreams might come out and get him in real life. So we should, what uh, Manton didn't mention is that this movie is forty five minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> so I was gonna yeah. say it's forty it's forty five minutes long. It looks like it was filmed with a ham sandwich. And <laughs> it really is bad. Yeah. So so uh, finding this movie was was difficult because. Um, there's basically one copy of this. It's on YouTube. 
and Devin had to go on and like ask the guy to upload subtitles for us. Oh, you, oh, you mean my, and then he my was best like, friend? Oh, it's cool. Devil Man Six Six Six. Devil Man Six Six Six. Yeah, God so, bless him. He's like, oh, don't worry. Some other guy uploaded it with subtitles. Here it is. So we we were hand served this film, and it's very clear this is like a, a VHS rip. And we were wondering if maybe this is a made for TV. I honestly, thing, I feel like somebody's or... like taped this off of TV, like, and that's why there's so little yeah, of it here. Yeah. We cannot find anything about this movie. Like, it's on IMDb, sure, but there's like no reviews, no information. One actor's listed. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's one of those ones that feels like a, a fever dream, kind of like we were talking about with uh, Don't Look Up, <laughs> yeah. of like a weirdly remembered movie I, off of TV. I will say though that I think that the terrible quality of it. Kind of does add to I it a little it. bit, a little in, bit. That, in that special yeah. way. You can see little, little so yeah, tracking, we, like VHS tracking on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cute. So, what what did you guys think? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> Jesus, I I honestly, <laughs> when it, when it started, um, I, I had some nice Japanese potato liquor shochu on the rocks, and I was in my hotel room, comfortable room. And when it started, and the music was rolling, and, and the shitty tracking started, I was in hog heaven, dude. I was fucking like. Oh. I was ready for it. It starts super promising, but but before we get into any of that, like Devin, how did you find out about this movie? Like, oh where did man, this come from? I think because I th- this was another one of those rabbit holes when I was just looking for. I, I might have been looking for stuff after Sweet Home, and so I started looking mm. for like mm. '80s horror movies. If you type in '80s horror movies in Google, like literally like six come up. Like they just don't fucking exist. So. 80s horror movies in general. Sorry, J horror. Excuse me. Yeah, 80s. Oh, I was gonna okay. say. You're talking about 80s horror oh, no, movies. In the YouTube there's movie. only six things that come I bet up. I'm a an lot expert of uh, movie buff. There's only six. Only six <laughs> things. Six Friday the Thirteenth movies. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, it just it was me going down this long, long list of 80s horror movies, and I finally saw this, and I saw like a, a, a few reviews that talked about practical effects and, and, and creatures, and I was like, this sounds like up. Yeah, it's got yeah. that going yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, I I was digging uh, it. What, well, well. Let's talk about uh, some of those just because that's something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is uh, when Go sort of kind of is, is first like wrestling potentially with yeah. these problems for real. He wakes up from a dream and he goes to his bathroom. He starts spitting up. I don't know, like black Je- pudding, like Jello or, or something. Jello or something. Lime Jello. And in the, in the sink, and it turns into like a human face, and a monster starts coming. Another out of mouth the, comes out of the mouth out of, of the, the face. Mouth of the it's face. fucking weird. And it tries. It's a dream within a dream. He's fine. God, and, uh, I lost my shit when it was a dream within a dream. And we, Matt and I, started talking about how funny would it be to have like a movie or a comedy bit where it's just like a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream, just and just like over people and over waking and over up and over and over. And over. That, like, oh God! I was like, I, was, I don't think that would ever not be funny i think you oh, yeah. could do that and for no, a that, long that time before up i got old first off the first time he woke up the way he shoots up out of bed and screams is so over the top <laughs> i lost my shit dude, and then for it to the, happen again i could not believe it i, I lost it dude the 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 scene transitions there are so many of them yeah. in this movie that i'm just like what the fuck are you thinking <laughs> <laughs> they're just like a person yelling and suddenly in another direction like there's a, a scene where like they exit a door and just end up in a completely different time and place i don't know what the hell happened um to get to jump a little into spoiler territory which Whatever. doesn't fucking there's, matter there's nothing to spoil there's it, nothing uh, to spoil i promise it doesn't matter um when when we start getting to him turning into a giant monster the, honestly cool. the effects are really cool. good like really good it looks like somebody just saw american werewolf in london and like decided to Maybe do that scene for me not so much the transformation but the attacks like when he's like ripping people's faces <laughs> yeah. off and like 
It, it's it's madness and it looks really good. It is cool. There's there's a scene in one of his dream sequences where he pulls the helmet off of this head and then the like yeah. head's eyeballs pop out and then it starts and licking, its own, licking its own eyeball. <laughs> it's nuts looking. Yeah. Also though, I don't know what any of that fucking means. I have no idea what the plot of this movie is. Oh, the the ending is absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, I was losing my mind is, at the end. <laughs> I, it, it and and I love it because it really feels like it was trying to be like, oh yeah, well, you didn't look know this, at this all along. Like and you're like, well no, you of course I didn't. Wait, what was the ending? Now I, now I can't remember. <laughs> the end, the ending. Like and honestly, if no, we spoil this, no, no big whoop because this is a 45 minute like movie that you can only find on YouTube. And Trust me, quality. if you're interested, you if can interested, still watch it. You can still watch it. You'll still get whatever you get out of just, it. Just 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 call up Devilman six six six. He'll hook you up. Um, he'll, the, I mean, he'll probably hear. About this review because he's the only one who's got this movie out. The there. ending has, is like one of those like we've seen in a bunch of other like especially Italian movies where like somebody takes off a helmet and they're actually secretly something else. But like <laughs> there's somebody, a few of these secret reveals. This, this at dream the end. sequence that he's been having or whatever at the end, like the thing that's been chasing him takes off his helmet and it's his what? girlfriend. I don't know. It's, it's, his, it's girlfriend his girlfriend under the helmet. That. But Who was that, just being attacked by Yakuza. But that makes a no sense ago. because also they don't cut to show that like this is no longer reality then, and we're in the dream sequence. But like, then they sudden. zoom out and you see that they're actually in, <laughs> in a, a diorama oh, in his God. room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, what's the implication? Because he makes action figures. Does that mean that he was just playing with his figures and this isn't real? Who fucking knows? But you get the sense that the director was like, dude, yeah, you're going to blow their minds. What do you think about (laughs) that? We're just like nothing. I don't think anything about this. A lot of that has to do with like, I had a little bit of a warning sign early in this movie where Devin's right. Like the opening is really cool. Like it's just like, and it's like this, like. A synthy yeah. music of like people running down hallways in a wet pipe factory and just like not people monsters running through a wet pipe factory it makes no sense there's people busting down walls it's cool looking regardless and then it ends up becoming a dream sequence when he wakes up from it but this is where I started to be worried because I knew this movie was 45 right. minutes and our first scene is just him getting up moving around in the bed getting out something to drink and then it cuts to the, the title but that's like fucking two minutes and I'm like you have like 40 <laughs> you have 43 minutes left what are you fucking doing last there were so many times where where uh dylan Dylan was just you know people are kind of like having conversations and there's a lot of space between so much space between the dialogue he's like you've got no time left you've got to get a move on guys let's go i was losing my mind a little bit with it because like at some point you'd expect a a 45 minute thing like that's your average like long form tv show right that's a a west world or once you you throw in commercials you know you're that's you can get some shit done in that right and you can do some real good character work but this movie doesn't fucking no no. and it's 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 shorter than that honestly and honestly it it wouldn't need to i I do think the really the for me the only big problem here is that it doesn't really mean or Oh fuck! It's pointless and dull. It doesn't need to mean anything, but when like, when cool shit's not happening on screen, it's pointless and dull. What for the for the fact that it tries to do this kind of like mind blowing ending, like just wrap it up, make make him a monster. He he's he saves his girlfriend or gets shot. Who cares? And you know she he turns to a monster. He shoots her. Ah, uh, okay, just cut it there. It's good enough. 
Yeah. We I don't mean, we don't need this other shit. Leaning into your strengths of like honestly really cool looking like low budget practical gore effects. The effects were really really good. cool. Yeah. Like and and if that's all you've got then lean into that and make a 45 minute movie but make it chock full of that shit. Like or or do lean, lean into like the the early stuff of them walking down the wet pipe factory reminded me a lot of like a turbo kid. I was just like this is going to oh, be a yeah. fun fucking like 80s style romp with like crazy gore. Yeah. But there's so much of this that is just like go like getting like walking down the street or like drinking something out of his fridge and i'm just like what are you fucking doing you don't have time it really just needed one more sort of like like a cool gag honestly all it needed was one more scene like where he turns into a monster and then he turns back to human yep and then we get the, the the second monster thing at the end that's all it needed. Yep. And I think it would have been good for what it is. Is there anything else to be said on <laughs> this? What What the fuck? There really, there's not uh, much yeah. to be said. All man. right. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give my review. Um, You guys, you guys were saying like, oh, you're probably going to love this. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's okay. I mean, I can't be that upset at it because it's only yeah. 45 minutes long and, and it is what it is. And it's what it is is a cute little uh the, you know we, we've talked about this like the idea of what do you put on at your party this is a good one yeah. to throw yes, on because true. it has that it has that 80s like tracking vhs rip feel to it with the absolutely insane uh visual effects uh going on and for what it is it's it's fine um i i, I wasn't that bothered by it, it <laughs> i don't know I, I i will say this i think it is worth watching um for for the effects and 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 for the the little nostalgia trip that you can get out of it um not for everybody i mean it, it is literally for like five people i think that's how many people have watched it but they're probably people who watch or who listen to the podcast so like people that listen to this podcast yeah, yeah definitely uh there's some of you out there that i think will enjoy this on some level i would even say that this could be like a good filler to throw in but in a marathon oh yeah uh, between i was already thinking about movies, that for how you know? long i might play this movie yep Yep, I I think that that's a great idea. Uh, yeah, it, for me it it it's a cute little gem. It is what it is. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I mean I can't be too mad at it, but it is a forty-five minute movie, so that makes it all all the the more <laughs> galling <laughs> that it's really something that should be a twenty-minute movie. Like there's not yeah. enough ideas here. There's there's nothing, and and the stuff that's cool is cool, but the stuff that it thinks is cool is fucking not cool. Like the the ending is is goddamn dumb. The uh, the stuff of just like the the dialogue with long spaces and him just walking around his apartment is just kind of boring. Uh, so the fact that I was bored in a 45 minute movie, I don't know that I can fully recommend oh, it. I forgot to mention one part. Um, do you remember the part where he makes a joke and says, duty, do do. And there's oh a my laugh God, track. What the there's fuck a fucking is that? laugh. Did you no. hear that Devin? He goes, he's like, Zhuangzi, doody dooby. And then he like looks at the fucking camera, Jim Halpert she, style. She, and then there's a laugh track. His girlfriend asks, it's like, one like, scene. It's she's super like, weird. She's like, are you learning about Zhuangzi? This sounds hilarious. Goes, yeah, Zhuangzi, doody dooby. How is this not a strong gym? This is track. fucking great. It, it sounds great, but like we were just confused. I, I was just fucking baffled. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if a movie is going to be this short, like it needs to fucking get on with it. I was reminded a lot of something like Lake Nowhere, a movie Ugh. that was also short, but also had like too much filler. Wait, was that was that the one that was the Shutter exclusive sucked. one? Oh, the, that movie was doo doo. It was not good. Yeah. yeah, and and the problem is like yes, I respect the fact if you're going to make a short movie if you don't have that much to say, but if you don't even have enough to fill that space, like just make like a, a really truly short movie. 
movie, make a like a YouTube clip or something. Um, and so <laughs> yeah, it, it's a light stinker. Make a YouTube clip. <laughs> no, you, you know what I'm saying. Like it, it's a light stinker. Why do you make it a YouTube clip? At the at the same time, like it's on YouTube, it's free. Fuck it, why not? Uh, yeah, who who cares? And, and, and if you're looking for it, just look up Canton 1987. Click the YouTube link. Scroll into the comments. You'll see one from Devin. <laughs> Um, and then you're going to want to click the link on there and that's how you're going to find it. Man's not this. wrong. That is how you navigate to this. That, yeah. that is how I did it today and that's how everybody will do it. Uh, Devin, uh, don't tell us your YouTube comment, but tell us what you uh, thought okay. about it. Okay. Well, actually, the way I found it is I just Googled Canton 1987 English subtitles and the first link that came up was actually a YouTube clip. So that's also a way to find it. Um, Devil Mint. Yeah, but that one didn't have no, the no, subtitles. No, no. And that you had one to did. Th- this one had the subtitles, uh, and then, but I had already commented to Devilman six 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 before that. So then he d- he oh, just okay. sent me the link to the one I'd already uh, found at that point. But the, okay. the fact of the matter is, he's still the true saint of this. There's, Thank there's you, true, There's two ways to find it. Um, I really enjoyed this. This is definitely a movie that, that you're laughing at. Not really. I mean, taking that face value, uh, and for me, I was I, by myself, kind of cracking up at certain points. I also wasn't paying probably fully, fully, um, or full attention to it, so I was probably like on my yeah, phone well, or something. Yeah. That's but the yeah, way to do and, it. Yeah. And for yeah. that, I really, really had a great experience. It is as far as laughing at it goes. There's some seriously funny part. That laugh track part, I must have missed it. That sounds fucking great. Dude, go back and watch it. It is so fucking weird. weird. And him shooting up out of bed after the two nightmares in a row was too fucking good. <laughs> There's a lot of great scenes of like uh, the Yakuza staring at him while yes, he's transforming. Just, just not like, moving. Oh, dude. They look utterly <laughs> bored. Not, not, not reacting, at all not moving. Until they in the are. Slowest transformation. They're not bothered until he yeah. fully transforms. It's almost like they're confused about it. They're like, it's, what's happening right now? And then when he actually is transformed, they're like, oh my God. Oh. I love that. Um, um, but the parts that. You, aren't actually like laughable are the, the practical effects and the gore are fucking legit good like it, it it's yeah. impressive Sur- surprisingly yeah, shockingly good, yeah, good. Yeah. it reminds me of brain damage if you took brain damage and like multiplied its absurdity by you know a hundred um it, yeah it, brain damage of course is a lot more uh put together and competent uh <laughs> It's an actual, it's an actual, an actual movie. movie. This yeah. is a forty-minute movie, which I I appreciate because so many movies try to make that hour and twenty-minute cut just to be like a full-length movie. And this movie, I think, just said this does it, not it deserve fuck. an hour and twenty minutes. Dude, it doesn't need trying to at first. He was yeah. like, "Fuck this! I'm stop stopping here." Um, <laughs> after like nine scenes of him drinking milk out of his fridge, he's just like, "All right." I'm just going to cut it at 40 minutes. Uh, this movie was funny. It was fun, and it was just it's an anomaly, a complete anomaly. And I think it's a great background movie. Like Manton said, it might be a great marathon movie. Yeah. Um, and for, for just for viewers out there, like if you're into this absurd bullshit, like movies like Things and whatnot and crazy Japanese bullshit, uh, check it out. Um, get, get on your phone, get a drink, and, and, and have fun with it. I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a gem for me. All right. Well, that's uh, all of our reviews for tonight. Uh, lot, lots of good stuff. Uh, only one stinker given the entire night, which is yep. Sorry about that. Uh, this, this is one of the weirder yeah, J ones that we've done because we've kind of cleaned out the main ones, and so we're getting into some weird the, stuff. This, I'm this into was nice. It. I, I, yeah. I've been craving to the point that I've recently I've just been thinking about rewatching things like uh, Uzumaki. I'm dying yeah. to rewatch, and uh, I really want to re- rewatch Dark Water. I've been thinking Dark about Water's that a lot. Good, yeah. Have I seen that? Is it? I don't know if you have. It's good. It's fucking depressing, though. Okay, interesting. Well, uh, 
I think you've got something else depressing for us, right? Yeah, you guys are going to be super depressed by this game. Um, it's a really serious one. It's okay. the usual one that we do. You're not going to be depressed about it, except maybe that I just haven't put a whole lot of effort <laughs> into it. So uh, the All usual right. uh, that we do, the review game uh, involving uh, two reviews, one of which is for the uh, titular movie. The <laughs> okay. other one is uh, for a different movie. So uh, our first uh, one, maybe... Titular Sorry, movie. Maybe this is for Don't Look Up. He's nervous. That's his first game. <laughs> is the movie called it. Movie? So, 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 okay. uh, this one is for uh, possibly Don't Look Up, or it's also possibly for now. a different movie. Uh, the first one is this. It says, uh, and to the naysaying aficionados who were expecting more linear, explainable Jesus. plot, I say that the lack of an explainable plot was excusable because the action still drove towards a weird conclusion. And what held me was the fact that it wasn't a predictable, in all caps, plot. I still wanted to see what the end would be. And on that score, what I say virgin. the movie scored a point. So one point? Well, what? One point. Was this a good I, I don't know what they're... I okay. don't know. Uh, right. the, uh, that, that's one of them. Uh, the next one is... <clears throat> it doesn't even merit a review other than to, uh, for warning potential viewers. There's no fear involved, no suspense whatsoever, nor any surprises. One shocking moment was that looks a bit too silly to be shocking. The visual style is very flat and dull, although there is some really nice editing once in a while. The story never comes together, and the film's really just a total bust. What four an, out of ten. Another what a fucking version. roller coaster. Yeah. Man, right. what a solid edit. Uh, so, which one of those? Which one of those is for? Uh, don't look up, and which one is for something else? I don't fucking um, know. So I, I think I, I'm gonna say the first one is for don't look up, and I think the second one is for don't look yeah. now. Yeah, mm, that's, that's, okay. that, that'd be a good point. Um, uh, I'm gonna say which one's the which one was the no scares one. Uh, they both kind of were talking about that. the The first one was about the movie scoring a point. The other one was about it being a total. I would say bust. the second. I think the second one's for don't look now. I think the first one's for don't look up. So what yes. Matt said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you're both wrong, but you're also both uh, right. Uh, none, none of them are for don't look uh, now because I figured that you would figure I was going to do that. There's actually a remake of Don't Look Up. Uh, oh, there is directed yes. by Eli or involved Eli Roth what? Involved yeah. somehow. Uh, that is apparently like radically different. I'm surprised you didn't know this because when you Google don't look up, it finds that first. Yeah. So it's the, like 2008. Yeah, the first one about the naysaying aficionados and the predictable plot is for the remake. Uh, oh. So the movie scored a point, according to this person. Oh. Whereas the other one uh, that it doesn't merit review and it's dull as shit is for uh, our don't look up. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious uh, to see the Don't Look Up remake because some of the, the reviews I was seeing talked about how there is a scene in which a ghost ejects several things from her vagina. Jesus God knows Christ. what the rest of that movie is like, <laughs> okay. but it's sacred. not like the movie we watched. <laughs> can you imagine oh, wow. Hideo okay. Nakata right. just fucking just can you, watching Can you imagine that? going to remake that? Yeah, going to remake that. You know what this movie and, needs more of? Right. Like, why would <laughs> Vag you? Vag launching. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So our second movie, Suicide Club. Uh the uh it's either the first one or the second one here our first review is only for people who want to die by boring this film is really just awful you can keep attention on songs sings in the movie everything and at the end you will think who will give me back my time better plot is in porn movies really acting and music is awful but if someone likes amateurs and romantic disco he will like the movie so don't lose your time pick some other movie but if you're dummies or have too much time watch it smiley face by the way i know my english isn't very good forgive me please <laughs> All right. That's, I for, I that's for one of them. Uh, the second one is it's just a mess. This movie tries to be too much, but ends up being a real mess. Where do I begin? Character introduction runs around almost 40 minutes and I don't end up giving a damn about anyone. Jokes are often misplaced and 
it feels extremely forced. Many scenes feel like they were made solely for the sake of a trailer, but review resembles nothing about what the actual movie is like. For the casual viewer, it is hard to get a grip on this movie. At least for me, it was. I, I'm going to go right. to the second one because I, 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 I literally said for the casual viewer, this one's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, Manton? Uh, the second one is for Suicide Squad, and the first one is for Suicide Club. Manton is right on both Ooh. counts. Hey. Uh, the second yeah. one is for Suicide Squad, which I agree is a complete fucking mess. Uh, and uh, the first one uh, is... I- I'm going to forgive him for his English. Uh, he said please, after all. Yes. Uh, only polite. For the third one, I apologize, guys, but there's not a single fucking review on God's Green oh, yeah. Earth for uh, Kanton, uh, whatever. Uh, so instead, I'm going to have you uh, have two reviews of condoms. Uh, <laughs> and for this one, you have to tell me you have to tell me which one is for the smaller <laughs> condom. Okay. <laughs> this is why Jeez, he was man. laughing at his reviewer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. There's nothing, man. I had to do something. Uh, so the first one says, hate him for the necessity <laughs> in this day and age. <laughs> Sorry, LOL. Seller delivered everything is expected. My review is for the product, not them. Winky face. Uh, Wait, what? So the, the, the first product, not hate him, but a necessity in this day and age. This fucking monster of a human being. LOL. Seller delivered everything is expected. My review is for the product, not Mother. them. So okay, for the condoms, not for the not seller. Them. Yeah, he didn't fuck the seller. Okay, who knows? Seller, I hardly know her. The second one is for. <laughs> almost feel like they stretch after a while <laughs> haven't been able to find these in adult stores for a while now now i know why they were way thinner than they used to be cheaper feeling too almost feel like they stretch after a while and the pocket case they come in is nothing like the picture almost like an altoids case extremely cheap which one is for the smaller which one is for the smaller dong bag okay. it's almost like they stretch um, after a while why does he keep talking about them stretching I don't know. After well, a while, like, how fucking long is he wearing this condom? Maybe, maybe he wanted it this- to be as tight as possible. I've only used this condom for three so weeks now. It's starting to stretch out. <laughs> I've been using this condom for three weeks, but I haven't had sex yet. What's the deal? Uh, oh, no, fuck. Let's go, okay. with this, let's go with the second I, one because he's talking about this the stretching over and over again. And I think he, pre- okay. he prefers it to stay small. You think he actually has a big ding dong? Uh, no, I think that I think that he wants his condoms to be small for his tiny dinger, and then he keeps trying to put it on over and over <laughs> oh, again. Oh, so it looks and then bigger. He about it stretching. Like, oh, this barely fits. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I got you. Okay, okay. Manton. Uh, I, I, I'm really, I'm way overthinking <laughs> this, but I'm, I'm just gonna not, I'm gonna stop doing that, and I'm. Just yeah, gonna I didn't go. overthink this game at all. I'm just gonna go number one. Uh, yeah, you're gonna go number one, <laughs> uh, piss baby that you are. I'm gonna pee in my condom. That's what they're for. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's stretched out. <laughs> I put, I put a condom on when I go to bed, so I don't let the bed. Jesus. <laughs> Um, Devin is right. Uh, the the second one is for the smaller condom. The first one's for a Magnum. Uh, but I love the idea that somebody's just like hate him, but a necessity in this day and age. I, I need <laughs> politically correct culture making me wear a dong bag. I, I, I think uh, yeah, it's and a necessity this, because his dong's so big. I hate wearing them, but I gotta I gotta buy these extra large for my extra large dong. Sorry, my I gotta dong's buy too big. Huge ones. Uh, the second one is for a brand called Caution Wear Iron Grip Snug Fitting Lubricated Latex with Silver Pocket Jesus Travel Case, Christ. Uh, which uh, is deluxe as hell. But they do feel like they stretch after a while. If I had that that silver uh, pocket okay. case, I would uh, I would go up to girls and I would say <laughs> Altoid, and then I'd wink at them. <laughs> Can you imagine whipping that thing out like a like a person in an old movie bringing out a cigarette case and just pulling out a condom? Jesus, I want an Altoid condom case. Good, safe, safe and sexy. <laughs> 
Whew, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 you're the host. You're going to wrap it up. Hey, speaking of yeah. wrapping it up. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to wrap uh, it up. Right. <laughs> hey, wrap it up. Yep. Uh, you should probably get a tiny condom for this podcast because we do uh, got tiny ding dings. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun, Devin. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a guest Thank on the you. Horrible it, Podcast. It's an honor. We really it's, appreciate it's an honor that. To be a guest. It is an honor. You're right. It is an honor. Uh, you should be honored. Yeah, so, you know, have, have fun uh, in Japan. But uh, when, when do you uh, get back? August 27th. So I'm ready to do a fucking actual live sit-in podcast recording. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, we're, we're, very, we're very soon coming up on the... This is 199. This is 199. Right? Next okay. one's 200. All right, next one is going to be 200. Holy uh, moly. So yeah, we got we got we got to you know us uh, that are here in the states got to prepare for that. Uh, yeah, keep listening out for that because we're gonna do something special for that. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, uh, tentatively something special. So keep your eyes peeled. Join Discord. We'll probably be talking a bit about that in there. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you again for listening. And as always, stay spooky. Ooh, I don't have anything funny to say this time.